0: This is Troy Brewer of Experiencing Real Life, heard every single day on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas-Fort Worth, and on 91.3
1: KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. So what are the
0: six goals you need to accomplish before purchasing a home? Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Good afternoon this is bob brooks and you are listening to the prudent money radio show thank you so much for joining me today you know i do appreciate it so you're about to make the biggest purchase of a lifetime what should you accomplish ahead of time today mark pfeiffer is here to give us some insight and talk about the six goals you should consider hey mark good talking to you today what's going on
1: Mr. Bob, good to hear from you, and thank you for having me as always.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I came across uh, one of your blogs, and I thought, boy, this is great information because there is, you know, making a decision to buy a house, and let's take away all the the environmental factors, if you will, that are going on right now. It's a, It's a huge decision and one that shouldn't be taken lightly. Now, you add in high interest rates, you add in... The you know questionable is it too? are They asking too much money. Am I paying too much money for a house? Or am I getting a fairly good deal or what? You know all these things that you have to consider, makes it even more critical that you do your homework, and make sure that you're making a good good as decision as you can make.
1: Absolutely, there's there's a lot of planning, and I've, I always tell folks that I'm not going to convince somebody to buy a home. It's like they have to go through that. Yeah, there's a process, right? There's a buying process. It's first, you got to become aware, and then you got to start doing your own homework. So it's there's a lot of work that goes on before you reach out to a mortgage professional. So there are a lot of things that you guys got to consider before you do make that big old purchase.
0: Yeah, and I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I want to say this because I want to talk a little bit about rates before we go into the uh, the six steps, the six, excuse me, the six goals that you need to consider. The, you know, the mortgage broker is, is such, or consultant is such a big part of this process. And uh, one of the things I just kind of wanted to mention off the bat is how important it is to make sure that you've got somebody that has your best interest at heart. Because, you know, there's been plenty of times, and you've heard these, these stories from the financial crisis, where a you went, the the person went to a mortgage broker and the mortgage broker said, well, you can afford to, you could you could qualify for this amount of this amount of money, and once you know the the uh, people hear that, the, the potential buyers hear that message. Wow, we can buy this much. They automatically think that they can do it, when maybe they can or maybe they can't do it.
1: You know, it's interesting, Bob. You corrected yourself. I don't know if you even knew that, but you said initially how much they can qualify for, and then you corrected yourself to say how much they can afford. <laughs> right. So those are those are two different things. So you were you're you're. Yes. you're you and I think the same, right? Because what you can qualify for and what you can afford, again, those are two different things. I mean, just because you can buy it doesn't mean that's the right move for you and your family. So it is is—it is certainly something that, again, do your own homework before you get a you know sales pitch thrown at you. And that's your, to your point, Bob. Work with somebody you guys know, like, and trust. Yes. You know, somebody's going to take care of you and, and have your best interest at heart for sure.
0: Well, it would not be a, 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 a day of talking to you on the radio if I didn't ask, what are rates doing right now? <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh, Bob, you're catching me so off guard. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I always I, – what's funny, Bob, I, anytime you ask that question, I used to say go to FreddyMac.com." Right, and right. And I still like Freddie. I still like Freddie Mac. But the reality is they kind of – they've changed a little bit to where they, they're not showing you as much as they used to. So, if you go to their website – It will say, like, as of this moment, 7.22 for a 30-year fix. So what they no longer show is they used to show you, like, what points were associated with that, like, 0.6, 0.8. So I still like it. We'll still say it. It only updates on Thursdays. Uh, But I would just answer generically, you're looking at low sevens for kind of, like, the big-picture stuff. But there are programs like FHA right now where we're back in the sixes with no points. So it's certainly been a good last four weeks, give or take, with rates. So we're encouraged by that. You know, they've went from you know the eights down to the you know low sevens in a matter of call it four to six weeks. That's that's a good thing, and we hope that trend continues.
0: You know that that's uh, that's a little puzzling to me. Why do you think that they stopped giving all the information? Any any speculative uh, uh, I, guess?
1: Yeah, I, so when I read it, it was it was a bunch of government governmenty kind of sounding stuff to say, no we're we just." You know, we, we don't want to put out information that's not accurate or whatever it is, but the reality is I think there was some sort of marketing something behind it. I mean, that's just my Mark Pfeiffer speculation, so um, it is interesting. But look, at the end of the day, it's still the only website that I know of that isn't trying to make a phone ring. So if you guys ever see anything on the Internet out there with an interest rate, everybody, myself included, my website, I'd like for you people to call me. So every other website's out there trying to make a phone ring, so this is the only one that you can take with the least – you know, a grain of truth saying this is an unbiased. They're taking the survey of what they get. It only updates once a week, but at least shows you the trend of where rates are going and where they've been.
0: Yeah, you got to be careful, uh, and you know, we've we've talked about this many times, but I think it's always worth going back over and and stating the facts. Everybody's working off the same rate sheet, so if mm-hmm. there is a, you know, if you all of a sudden uh, go on the internet and you see you see a deal that says. 5.95% uh, and, you know, give us a call. Uh, but well, there's there's more to that story than just the
1: 5.95%. And, that, and that's it, right? I mean, you're, you're going to find folks, I mean, those, there can be small differences, right? It's like any other business. If somebody can make the widget a little better, somebody's maybe looking to do it a little cheaper that day, um, you know, just certain certain reading to the tea leaves. But for the most part, you are absolutely correct. You're not going to find somebody blowing, blowing one person out of the water. A couple hundred bucks here and there, but, you know, when you're buying a five hundred dollars home, you know, 100 bucks, 200 300 you know, make the decision based on what's right for you, not what, you know, I know dollars are important. I don't want to I don't want to dismiss that. But the reality is work with somebody you like. And if it's a couple hundred bucks more, so be it. It's probably worth it is my guess.
0: So what are you seeing uh, as, as rates have, have come down and uh, still have ways to go, but definitely have come down off of what they were? Uh, are you seeing a little bit like, of uh, a uh, – activity starting to pick up or what's what's yeah, what are you saying
1: So bizarre i mean yes the answer is it was it was really quiet before before thanksgiving but all of a sudden and i've talked to a dozen people just this week where everybody has said that activities picked up this week so it's it's uniform right? there wasn't a person that said they're flat everybody's saying man the activity's picking up so i don't know if that's just you know people are over thanksgiving maybe seeing family and decided they want to move closer who knows farther away depending on the holiday um, but, but the reality is, yeah, the activity's picking up a little bit, but it's been, I mean, there, there's a noticeable drop off and race hit eight. It got, it got fairly quiet and I understand why, but the reality is like we've talked about many times, this is a really good time to buy because what you don't, but folks may have missed house prices, especially here in North Texas are going up. They're still going up. It's a five to 6% appreciation. So if people want to wait till rates come down, that means one, your house is going to be more expensive because of appreciation, and two, you'll now have more people to compete against. Because for every half drop in rate, it's estimated that about a million new home buyers come in the market. So technically, over a million new home buyers have suddenly entered the market in this last five weeks since rates have come mm-hmm. down. Let me so,
0: let me ask you a let me ask you a question that you're going to be tempted to answer both, and you can't do that you got to choose. But I'm cur- I'm, I'm just curious, because this, this question just keeps coming up to me. You know, in this environment, are you seeing buyers more concerned about the asking price and, and maybe paying a higher price than they need to, or is it all about the interest rates? Which one is really the concern?
1: Well, the good news, Bob, I'm not tempted to answer both. It is absolutely without question people are believing the rates are the impediment. Um, because again, right now it's, it's interesting that the inventory is still super, super tight. So to some degree, and it depends on the I mean, neighborhoods, one neighborhood to another can certainly differ. There's no question, but I would say overall, it's a good time to buy. Cause if a seller is listing their home right now, it's because they, chances are they need and want to move. I mean, you don't list a home by accident.
0: Right. Not in that. this environment either.
1: So. Yeah, you're, you're motivated to sell. So we've seen a lot of sellers giving away concessions, helping borrowers pay for their closing costs, paying down their interest rates. So the answer is if somebody's not buying, if there's an impetus to them doing something, it is because they just don't like the higher payment. And the part I'm trying to remind them and encourage them is, it's either two things, Bob. Rates are either going to go up or they're going to go down in the future. Pick one. All right. So my question to people is if rates are at 7 or 8 or whatever they are, are rates going to go higher or lower? Well, if you think they're going higher, that means this is a great time to buy because rates are only going higher. Well, if rates are going to go down, great time to buy because there's not as much competition with buyers, buy it and then refinance later. So the cost of the refis could be zero, by the way, but the cost of a refi, let's say it's on average three or four grand or whatever it's going to be. You, again, 5% on a $500,000 home means that your home next year is going to cost you 525000 That's $25,000 extra to buy the Mm -hmm. exact same home today so again if folks buy today there's less competition you get the seller helping you out with some closing costs it is the time to buy and people think that's self-serving but i'm just saying if you're in the market this is a great time to buy
0: so you just said something really interesting the the uh sellers are willing to help with the closing costs or, or help with some points is that? I mean, is that? A, I don't want to be a, cap, a captain obvious here. Does that mean they cut the price by a certain amount, or they actually make a payment or something for it? A well,
1: little bit of both, right? So you can structure it in different ways. So I'll, I'll give it to you from the let's say the builder community, like the, the new home right, sales. Right. Right. If the builders, because think about this, this is also a great time to buy. It's the end of the year, which is the end of a quarter for some builders. It's the end of their financial year. And they may be willing to make a deal. I remember last year at this time, one builder said, if you don't close by 1231, the price goes up. Like they were just trying to make the deal to hit their numbers. as a publicly traded builder, and they're saying, we'll pay literally, Bob, $30,000, right, to help you out. So maybe that wipes out all your closing costs, and then you got all this extra money, and you can use it to either reduce your price or use it to buy down your interest rate. You can do a 2-1 temporary buy down. There's a lot of things, and that's why it's so important to just work with a good mortgage professional, it's going to help you determine which one you want to do because those temporary buy-downs, and I know that's not the topic for the day, but those are really cool because the buyer can use that money to then pay for a refinance later. So hmm. there's a lot of cool options out there. But yeah, it's a, Again, I know it sounds self-serving. I raise my hand and say I understand what I sound like, but the reality is, is if somebody's <laughs> in the market for a new home, it is a good time to buy. I know rates are terrible. I don't like them either. I wish they were back in the threes. But the fact is, it is a good time to buy if you're in the market for a new home.
0: This is Bob Brooks. Uh, you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. If you want more information on Mark, uh, Mark MortgageMark dot is where you go. Let, let's talk. You know, this something jumped out at me on this list of things for people to consider as goals before they purchase a house. And the the one one thing that jumped off the page to me is. There's a couple of these 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 line items that are just, you know, if, if I'm interpreting this right, are really non-starters. So, I mean, if you can't, for instance, uh, the income to debt ratio, if you don't hit a certain level, I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna write the note. Is that is most that accurate?
1: Likely. I mean, that's, yeah, most likely. There's investment property programs out there, but yes, for a homeowner to buy a home to live in the home. You need to make sure you can qualify. Now it's interesting to me. To get qualified means to call to call a, a guy or gal like me, right, to help run all those numbers. But to do, you know, to to play at home, so to speak, the home version. I think the first thing you got to do is just do your own budget. I don't care; it can be as detailed or as just outlined as you want, but just know kind of ballpark what what your tolerance is for what you want to spend. And in my experience, Bob, especially after mortgage meltdowns, I remember back in the day, you and I, back in 06, 07, 08. You and I were just lamenting about how people would come in, and exactly what you said earlier on the program how much can I qualify for? Well, that most of the time, I'd say eight times out of 10, today's market, people come in saying, I want to pay no more than X. And in most cases, that X is realistic and within their budget. So I think the first thing you do is just take a look at your own financials. And again, don't let somebody else tell you what you want to spend. Tell them, I want this. This is my threshold. There's a desire, and there's a pay hey, no more than this, right? Everybody wants lower. But there's a point where they will say, hey you know cry uncle and, and that's the piece. So I think the very first thing is just kind of run some rough numbers to get your budget.
0: So let's talk a little bit about, uh, about savings. and this is uh, obviously a sign of stabi- can be a sign of stability, uh, of strength, something that a, a lender wants to see. And savings can be a lot of things. I mean you could have uh, you could have hundred thousand dollars in savings, but uh, 95 of that's going towards a down payment. Probably not what a lender wants to see, or maybe it, maybe it's not that big of a of a deal. But what what are some of the combinations of of, of savings scenarios that a lender might look at and, and go, oh, that's kind of a red flag?
1: I'll give you the generic answer. It depends on the program for owner occupied. the 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 guidelines will state that they'd like to see two months of reserves. So what does that mean? If somebody's mortgage payments gonna be three grand, they'd like to see six left in the bank when it's all said and done. Hmm. So they want two months. That's the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac kinda of overarching. Here's what it is. For investment properties, they want six months in reserves. My personal opinion, you know, is is again, it depends on to your point, Bob, if you got you know, this you got a lot of money coming in the door, but you got a lot of other debt besides the house taking it away, you know, what's your cash flow? How much goes in the bank? How much can you save? Because I don't mind if somebody parts with all their money if they have the ability to put it back pretty quick. You know, if somebody says, okay, I'm going to go down and go down to six, you know, if I got 20 grand, I go down to six, but they can put away two grand extra every month on top of their mortgage payment, cool. But if somebody doesn't have that ability to save quite as aggressively – Maybe they withhold and instead of putting 20 down, put 10 down or put whatever amount that, you know, makes sense for them. So I, I agree. I don't know that there's a hard set, like here's what you have to do. I think it does vary, and it goes back to that budget, have the budget. But, Bob, I'll tell you, like there's I – mean, VA, it's a program where you can do zero down. God, and God bless our vets. We all know that, right? It's, it's We need them. We love them. We, we, but VA would allow zero down, or literally we were doing a loan for somebody. And at the moment when we got their verification of deposits, they had $1.37 in their checking account, mm. and they could qualify. <laughs> so, again, it's, it's some programs don't require any money in the bank. I would recommend that you have some because there's going right. to be cost to move and all that other stuff. So uh, uh, more is not always better. There's a fine line between, hey, you got enough to where you feel good and feel comfortable. But I'd say, generically speaking, between two and six months is kind of where mortgage guidelines are. And I think, again, it depends on your scenario.
0: So you know, we've 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 done radio interviews for a long time and and, and talked a lot about the financial crisis. And there were uh, there were lenders with these special programs that were not really doing the the uh, buyer any favors. Are, are we seeing a shift back to that?
1: There are, except it's more for investment property. So a lot of those, you know. Funky programs, they uh, again, there's no no debt ratios, meaning like, you know, or DSCR is what they call a debt service. As long as the house can, you know, the rent can cover the, the mortgage, they'll do it. So those those are here, but they the difference is they require, you know, higher credit scores, like really good credit scores. They require big, big down payments, 20% minimum, maybe up to 25 or 30. So some of those are there. But for the typical homeowner, again, somebody buying, they're, I think they're right about where they need to be. I mean, there was a the point where the pendulum swung probably a little too much, but at the end of the day, I, I always tell folks when we're sitting there trying to squeeze them in, you know, my recommendation is, hey, if it's this hard, maybe we just, you know, push pause and work on things for about three to six months and get you get you ready before you just force it in there. So I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say we're back to the point of doing crazy lending. I think it's, you know, from a conventional big picture, I think it's about where it needs to be for the typical home buyer. There's there's certainly exceptions. I mean, that's not the overall, but I'd say, you know, overall, I'd say we're doing all right.
0: You know, you said something that I think is really important, and that is if you're trying to force something to happen, you know, you're trying, you're doing your best to force, this could put you into kind of financial jeopardy if you're not careful. Maybe it is time to back off and, and improve the financials, improve the savings, and to make sure that you're in better shape.
1: Yeah, and that's, that goes into, you know, it's, it's good say a good segue to number number three, and, and that's, you know, the savings is, is part, right? So we talked about the budget. We talked about saving some money. Then, you know, paying down debt. I'm not saying you have to pay off all your debt, but maybe it can be more prudent to take off some of that credit card debt before you move forward. So, I, again, I'm, my style, my belief, I don't think you have to be a homeowner today. I think any market's a good market to buy in when it's the right time for you right because i said it's a good, that's why i kept prefacing earlier in the program if you're in the market to buy home it is a good time to buy If you're not in the market don't buy right so i think paying down some debt it's not always what you have to do but it's worth looking at and, and if you're not sure that's where the mortgage person can help to say man what should i do or not do but you got 27 you know interest on these credit cards there's a strong case to be made to get those gone before you start worrying about a house payment but but also the flip side of that coin you got to live somewhere right sure. so if you're going to pay rent Maybe you, you might as well pay a mortgage. So there's there's that fine line between just figuring out what to do.
0: So let me ask you this: to a to a lender or someone who's underwriting a loan, are they more concerned about amount of debt or that debt to income ratio? Which one is more is, is more, more than important? The debt, the
1: debt to income. Okay. Meaning, I if you got, I, I once had a guy that had a four thousand dollar lease car payment. Lease. Oh God. <laughs> Can you believe it? So it was $4,000 a month of the lease. And this was 10 years ago. So that would have been you know, a bigger number today. But it's the fact oh, of the matter man. is he made a lot, he made hope, a lot of money. I so hope it was a Ferrari. Of, it, it was uh, a uh, Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I asked him, I and I sheepishly asked, him, I go, hey, let's talk about your credit report." Yeah, you, no,
0: you had on. to ask. <laughs> I, go, I would hey, add to. Can I ask
1: you something? And he literally goes, "You are asking about the four thousand dollars payment?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, and I goes, "Yeah, it is a lease." I go, "Jeez," I go, "Good for you, man." I go, "What kind of car?" <laughs> so yeah, but the point is, it is can you afford it? And that again it goes back to the credit. So this is actually another good segue. Right? it's like we've done this before together. Um, but no, that after you you know figure out what debt to pay down, check the credit. And you could almost argue maybe the credit report goes above the debt because then you can say, okay, let's get the credit and see what's on there. But hopefully people know what they owe in life. Uh, But then start working on the credit you know, because it's not an overnight fix. Most of the time it's not an overnight fix, right? So it's okay if we're here. Is it worth taking that next step? And that is where probably the the sixth and final comes in, which is get pre-qualified with a mortgage person, right? Find a mortgage professional you know, like, and trust. Have them go through this. And this is the other part I would say. Despite the fact that I just said all these things, like prepare before you talk to a mortgage person, that, that everything I just said can be a you know, can be something done over the weekend. I don't nice. I don't need you guys sitting there struggling at home to do this all by yourselves. I mean, get it kind of in mind, get your mental check of what you want to do and determine the last one, determine what house you want or need. So for example, mid twenties, newly married. Um, kids are way off in the distance, right? And they want to be married for five, six years for that kid, and then even then, school district's not a problem. Well, that the house they're going to look to buy is probably not their forever home, and that's okay. So figure out what you want, or maybe it is, right? So maybe they're newly married and they're later in life, and this is the home that the kids and oh, all that's going to be growing, you know, or they're moving right next to mom and dad or whatever. Determine what you guys want because that's going to determine how much you want to qualify for. Because there are times I do advocate, there are instances in life where it's okay to stretch push those debt ratios not to break the bank because again the mortgage guidelines won't let you but if you're buying your forever home and you're someone whose income can increase year over year because whether you're self-employed or commission-based or bonus or you're just on the upward you know corporate ladder it's okay to stretch knowing you can grow into the home but if you if you're in a job or an income where it's pretty stable and there's not a whole lot you can do about it i wouldn't stretch so again but determine what works for you and that's that's the part where don't do this journey alone do that, do the exercises, do a budget, right? determine what, what, how much you might need to save, determine your pay, how much debt you want to pay down, start looking at your credit, determine what house you need, and then get pre-qualified. And if you really are just like, man, that's too much, reverse it. Get pre-qualified first, call somebody, and then they'll walk you through those other steps with you.
0: If you want more information on Mark, uh, MortgageMark.com is where you go. Mark, great to talk to you, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you in December before Christmas.
1: You bet, buddy. Well, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, man, I'm thankful for you. Appreciate you. Thankful for you as you well. For all of
0: us. Well, take Thanks, care. Man. Take care, Mark. This is Bob Appreciate Brooks, it, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. I would add, he, there's also some a couple things that, that uh, he talked about in budgeting that we didn't get to that I thought were very important. You got to be able to make a list of, you know, as a renter, what are the additional things that I'm going to have to be paying for as a homeowner and uh you know it's it's uh insurance premiums got to be able to factor in insurance premiums that's got to that's got to be looked at you got to consider your property taxes and that's that's been kind of a mess because of uh, the escalation of home values even though everything is is where it is Uh, in the real estate markets people are paying more for property taxes and you got to plan for maintenance and repairs so there's Gosh, there's just so many things that you really do have to to consider, and it's a process. And I think that that's the most important takeaway, that uh, you start a process. It's got a timeline. You want to do the the right thing and make sure you're not putting yourself in harm's way. This is Bob Brooks. If you've got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day.